0: Hello and welcome to Broadband. I'm your host, Denise Kovalchek. On today's show, Rebecca Gamir is a two-time pushcart nominee and has received a fellowship from the Virginia Center for the Creative Arts. Recently, she was a blogger writing about her cross-country trip in a small RV and it was during that trip that she popped into Portland for a visit. She joined me in the KBOO studios to talk about her journey across the country as a professional wanderer. So I thought I would start with the easiest question. Who is Rebecca Gamere?
1: Oh, I don't know if that's the easiest question. (laughs) It's probably not. (laughs) It's probably not. Well, uh, I, I guess Rebecca Gamere is a... A wanderer, and uh, I call myself a professional wanderer um, because I find that I've been doing that a lot of my life. and And I think, um, you know, I have a theology degree and served for fourteen years uh, in the ministry. And I think that's a way of professionally wandering. Um.
0: That's refreshing because I would assume people in that role would have a different opinion as a knower as opposed to a wonderer, right?
1: I mean, I knew information as far as uh, maybe the the latest research on biblical this or that or what theologians are saying. But, you know, the really big questions, I never pretended to have those answers. Um, You know, why? I mean, the biggest question, and it's when I've been— I've asked a lot in my life: Is why do bad things happen? Mm. You know, um, what about suffering? Um, and and where is the divine in all of this? And you know, there are all kinds of theological responses to that. But I don't know. They in, in the face of of suffering and grief and loss, I think those don't answer those are head questions and you know the heart questions we just I think we just have to sit with those together Mm -hmm. um and I I had a really dear friend say to me recently because I get into my whining fits and um and she she said honey we we don't get to have the answers we just get to bear it and and I thought that was really beautiful um because she means we bear it together Mm -hmm. you know so so yeah, my, my wondering has been a, a kind of lifelong I was one of those kids that drove my mom and dad <laughs> crazy. Why? But why? But why? And um, you know, so sort of that's sort of my life path, I guess.
0: That's a great path to have. I wanna be a professional wanderer. I mean, as a yeah, writer, yeah, right. Exactly. That's part of
1: I'm wondering on the page all the time.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: and especially with essay writing. You know, that's uh that's a way of just following tra- various trains of thought. And um, even in fiction, you're saying, well, what if this? What if this mm-hmm. happens? Then what would happen?
0: And-, and that's how I found you. I mean, I was reading, was it the April 2017 Obra magazine? It was. yes. And I think I shared this with you in the mm-hmm. email. You wrote a beautiful essay Thank and um, about a very poignant, very life-changing experience right. um, in your right. earlier life. Um and I almost didn't read it because mm-hmm. it was pretty strong. It was about the loss of a child. right? right. But I something compelled me to. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back and read that. Yeah. And I read it. It was beautiful. Mm. And it just, you Thank know, you. I don't know how you got all of that in that short span of pages, mm. if you will. Um so I was so moved by what you had shared in that essay and I read right it what is it the byline or the end of who you are right right the okay.
1: you know two sentence whatever yes
0: and I was like I was just like oh my goodness I need to talk to this woman because you are traveling around the country right. in an RV
1: a small RV
0: blogging about it with and yeah. your two dogs with two really big slobbery dogs oh my gosh
1: and we um, are all such a hot mess in that vehicle but it is it's just an amazing
0: journey. Oh, and, and that's my, like, and I shared this with you. Mm-hmm. One of my life dreams to do that is mm-hmm. to sell my whatever, pack a yeah. bag, get in an RV and just meander around and talk to people. I highly recommend it. I might do it. Yeah.
1: I, d- I'm, I And, you know, part of the fun of having this blog, um, because I am writing a memoir about the, the journey. It's called Chasing Light, you know, because just coming out of a lot of darkness, um, deaths of my parents and sort of watching that aging and decline. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, just a lot of loss piling up and feeling like, um, the old sort of, um, formulas didn't work. Um, and having, you know, I worked seven years at the Domestic Violence Rape mm. Crisis Agency. And I mean, it really challenges your belief in humanity. Oh, um, so, yeah, so I, fe- I felt like I just need to go chase some light. I need, mm-hmm. to f- I need to get out. I need to talk to people. I need to go places I haven't been before. I need to put myself outside of my comfort zone. I need to trust that there's so much to discover and just do it. And so in writing the blog, which is sort of, I call it my roadmap mm-hmm. for the memoir. And we'll see when, when I get to the point where I'm actually putting it all together how much of a roadmap it is. Because the journey's changed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like my original, I go back and look at my, my first posts and I'm like, oh, you're so funny. You thought this <laughs> and this. and But I mean, that's really, you know, I think it was John Steinbeck who said, you don't take a journey, a journey takes you. Mm, and, that's great. Um, so, but part of the beauty uh, of doing this blog is I have just been in touch with so many, like yourself, other people contacting me. And I've had a lot of women um, saying, I'm getting ready to do this. Mm. And...
0: This is like your hero's journey.
1: This is my hero's journey. It absolutely is. Yeah. It absolutely is. And i uh, looking for the elixir to take back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which... Uh, you know, I'm I'm starting to see pieces come together and starting to have this sort of whole new framework.
0: So you've been on the road about seven months now. I
1: um, six seven six, months? six yeah. Six months. I left January fifth. Okay. Uh, left North Carolina January fifth and uh, arrived in northern Florida on the sixth, which just so happens to be the. If you um, look at a liturgical calendar, that's the day of the Epiphany, and Epiphany literally means to shine forth. Um, I didn't do that on purpose; it just was timing. But I was like, "Well, that's perfect. That's a nice beginning yeah. uh, for chasing light." And so, yeah i I've not regretted it. I mean, I have a lot of anxiety about a whole list of things that mm-hmm. I could show you that are, you know, just regular what about when I need new tires and who's going to do this maintenance? And, um, you know, I'm also, I rented out my house, and so I just this morning driving up had my little earbud in talking to my lawn guy who was saying, okay, the back fence, I've got to do this, to it, and oh, that, to right. it. And so, you know, managing the home front from when I really just wanted to run away from home. <laughs> so I have to remember. You can't get away from I it. I am a homeowner, and there's a little bit of responsibility I need to still mm-hmm. accept. So, um but yeah, it, and and it's often lonely.
0: I was going to ask yeah. you about that. I mean, you have your two dogs. I want to give a shout out to Connor, Bo Bonner, yes, and Beastly Ralph, yes. Shout out to the boys. To the boys. So you have that company to my boys. Yes. yes,
1: they and they are great company, and they're they're just so adaptable. Mm. You know. I mean, I, we get in the, the van and they look at me and sort of give me the, the dog message of where are we going today? And, you know, they know when we're going to be on the freeway, you know, when it's going to be a day travel. They sort of know that and they just settle down. And, you know, but they, they've just been amazing. They've been amazing. And it's been, they've, they've been a fun entree into meeting people. Babies walking. and dogs. Exactly. Babies Walk. would have yeah. been a
0: little more fussy <laughs> to yeah. take yeah. on the trip, but yeah,
1: yeah. And and so that's I've met a lot of dog lovers mm-hmm. and, um, in Sedona,
0: I've been it there. It's beautiful. It is really
1: beautiful, and there seemed to be an inordinate amount of boxer lovers there, um, and maybe it. two or three people who came up and buried their faces in the dog's necks. <laughs> And said, "I just had to have my dog euthanized. I just Aww. lost my dog, you know. So, so they were yeah. doing like this dog counseling, <laughs> walking up and down the dog street. Dog therapy, and, I know. Dogs are amazing, it's a beautiful thing. So, but, but human companionship is is a good thing too. And and as I said, I've met tons of really really wonderful people. Um, and it's a solo journey, as mm-hmm. life is, you know." I mean, we're the only ones who can take our trip, but this sort of magnifies that you're on your own. Kind well, of that feeling. independence
0: having to deal with the vehicle, right? Trying to figure out where you're going, dealing with real life stuff back at home, right? right. You right. can't fully escape that. Right. Um, I tried, <laughs> and then your thoughts, right? And mm-hmm. also trying, I, I guess, to make the most of this experience because yeah. chances are you might not do this kind of epic journey again, right? So really, how do you balance that, Um, or do you even have to deal with it, where you have this great opportunity right Mm -hmm. in front of you, Mm -hmm. this beautiful moment in your life to travel around, talk to people, and write about it, and then also reflect back in? Prioritizing, because I think I read a blog, I'm looking at my notes, uh, Clipped Wings, or something like that, Oh yeah, and it was like, you were writing about, or writing about having to make some choices, and... Prioritize. I can't do everything you can't do everything yeah
1: I'm a hard sell on that and so this the clipped wings had to do with a pinched nerve that I had several years ago and I you know some I was getting some flare-up of that and I realized that I had to because I'd been on a you know maybe posting twice a week and um, had been on a pretty rigorous um, writing schedule for myself and I I really hate limitations for myself. You know, it's like, no, I'll just push through. And that's not always the good answer. Mm. Um, and in this case, I sort of had to sit down and say, honey, you have limitations. <laughs> and you would be wise to, um, you know, to to allow yourself that, that sort of relaxing time, that healing time, that centering time. And I, you know, a sort of sidebar to that is... Um, this has been an experience for me to learn to move more slowly mm. um even in spite of the world demanding otherwise yeah you this is a this is a big heavy vehicle well. and and if i go too fast it eats gas but there's a sort of optimum between 60 68 if i keep her there you know, I'm used to being the one in the left lane passing everybody because I got places to go. So it's been it's been a really good, you know, be the be the slow poke, take the time, and and then here I am in New Mexico going, my gosh, look at that field full of poppies. Mm, um, that was spectacular. Yeah, yeah. So so I very mindful, very mindful, and I'm I'm working on I'm putting a toe in the water to to learn more about. Um, meditation and to i mean i know that's where i need to go and it's so hard to rein in this monkey mind and last night um i was i have um the power of now at mm-hmm. Tolle's on audible and i listened to it before and remember none of it so i probably listened to it too fast so <laughs> so i listened to some again last night yeah. and just that reminder of you know honey this is your life savor, slow down, mm-hmm. taste it. you're gonna get where you need to go and and I think I mentioned in one of uh, my blog posts I mean I I have a, a pretty much lifetime history of anxiety mm-hmm. and so I think that feeds into it too you know hurry up, where are you gonna be? What's gonna happen if keep ahead of it if you miss this exit and you know oh, same way. And yeah. yeah, but now I'm like then you'll take the next one
0: and turn around <laughs> or
1: you'll do a u-turn. <laughs> And you'll have to do a three-point turn in the middle of the street
0: because it's a big vehicle, and people will just have to wait. Can I ask you a question about yeah. your anxiety? Yeah, please. So, do you feel also uh, kind of tied into that is sort of a learned helplessness? Helplessness. What am I saying? You know, do you struggle with that as well as that, or are you a gritty gal where even though the anxiety flares up, you figure it out?
1: Yeah. The latter. Yeah. yeah. I. I mean. I. I gotta figure it out. And where did you get your
0: grit? I'm I'm reading a book by Angela Duckworth right now about grit. Uh-huh. So I'm, I've been fascinated with that and neuroplasticity. Yeah. But grit, my, where did you get that?
1: My parents, mm. um, you know, both of them were problem solvers. Mm. There wasn't anything where they would just wring their hands and say, oh, what shall we do? I mean, like, okay, this is it. This is it. And, you know, this is through my mother's breast cancer mm-hmm. and um, her recovery time. And then um, th- one of my sisters died. Um, so they, you know, both of them together facing the loss of, of their uh, adult child. And, I mean, they. I just saw them weather surgeries mm-hmm. and setbacks And they just, it just not, forging ahead wasn't an option. Gotcha. Um, and they were realistic. You know, they weren't, they didn't just thunder on blindly, but they, um, you know, they, and and my mom especially was, so it's kind of of an interesting combination. My dad was born in Ohio, so he's a Northerner. My mom was born in Atlanta, so she's Mm -hmm. a Southerner. And, um. And there, there is something, you know, she was born in 1919 and uh, grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, which is actually where I was born. And so there's something to that, those steel magnolias, you know, that that Southern, she just quietly would just do it.
0: Had the resolve, had the strong foundation. Absolutely. And,
1: just, and she was tea tiny. She was like 5'2". They
0: always are. And
1: <laughs> I know, I know. And... People who were wise enough were a little terrified of her. (laughs) That's a good
0: point. Wise enough to recognize that. Yeah. Would you say you're more like your mom than your dad? Or... You know, I think I'm a good...
1: I mean, it's funny because my mom used to say, you're just like your father. And my dad used to say, you're just like your mother. (laughs) So I don't know. Um, You got a nice mixture. I think I'm more like my dad because I am more patient. My mom... Mm -hmm. Um she even said to me in, in uh her last years, she said, You you got the patience. <laughs> and uh Yeah, yeah the so, grit
0: and the patience. Yeah. And it sounds like you got a lot of great stuff from a yeah. couple of great parents. Yeah, they were pretty they were pretty
1: remarkable. And I I think I can point to them too as far as this wanderlust, you know, when um They always wanted my my mom actually had a background in in science and so she was kind of taught me all the wildflowers and all the trees and you know the clouds and everything like to name and to type and to want to know more and so they they were discoverers they enjoyed that um, and loved traveling and when I was ten years old um, my dad took a consulting job in Gothenburg Sweden and we lived there for about nine months and I went to a Swedish school and you know just we got into the culture and so I think early on I thought
0: getting out there and seeing new stuff is cool would you ever do an RV trip in you know Europe or what have you I don't know yeah I don't know um yeah
1: that's it might be a little bit like asking a woman who's just had a baby when she's gonna have her (laughs) next one (laughs) Point taken. <laughs> because I'm, I'm at that point in the trip where I, I am getting a little fatigued. Yeah.
0: How much longer do you have to go? I'm going to be back in September. So,
1: yeah. That's yes. about a nine-month journey. It's a nine-month journey. Yeah. I just actually just um, day before yesterday booked because I've been trying to figure out where I'm going to be mm-hmm. for the um, eclipse, oh, which is on August 21st. Right, right. Because that feels important mm-hmm. for my chasing light. Um, you know, I, I have this sort of inner mystic, so I guess it goes along with professional wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just feels like, I want to. I want right. to know where I'm going to be then.
0: The whole path, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I,
1: um, I'm going to be in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, which is one of the places. If you go, I think it's greatamericaneclipse.com, mm-hmm. but it'll show you this map of mm-hmm. the the swath across the United States where the best viewing is. And so, so I know that I'm going to be um, in sort of southwestern-ish. Okay. kentucky on august 21st and then from there i'll make my way back
0: okay what are you gonna do with the rv when you're finished your trip <laughs> um i'm sort of, well i'm gonna
1: give it a really good cleaning yeah yeah <laughs> it's i'm sure it's got it's got dust from marfa mm-hmm. and sand from bisbee mm-hmm. arizona you gonna park and,
0: it in the yard or something like that or? um
1: i'll probably have to put it in storage okay. i don't have the kind of yard okay. i've got a you're going to keep on, you're going to hold on to it. I'm going to hold on to it in part because my kids are sort of like, when is our turn?
0: Look at that. So tell, let's talk about how many kids you have.
1: I have two. Okay. My, yeah, my oldest, um, my son Liam, is 36 okay. and my daughter Maggie is 32. Okay. And then I have a, a cool son-in-law, Jimmy.
0: What did they think of you taking this journey? Like, mom, don't leave, or mom, go, you go, girl.
1: Oh yeah, they, they when I when it. I told them about it, um, and I just got a reminder that my website comes up for renewal in July, so that's when this all started to come together because okay. I right away once I thought of the chasing light, I wanted to lock up mm-hmm. into the website so. Um, but I started to because they knew I'd been talking for a while about about buying an RV. Mm-hmm. Just this, and I had my eye on this this small. It's called a road trek, and it's it's a small. It's a nineteen foot converted Dodge Ram van. So it's easy to drive, but it it you know in close quarters, but it has everything I need. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of announced to them, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this, and then I'm gonna take this journey, and. You know, they kind of looked at me and said, "That eh, sounds like you. That sounds about right."
0: They weren't like, cool.
1: "Oh, she's up to something." No, they weren't <laughs> but, surprised at yeah. all. And hmm. and it's funny because I mentioned I was uh, earlier. I was talking to my thirty-year-old yard guy at home, who when I mean when I had this idea, I started slowly telling people. And I think in part I was waiting for somebody to talk me out of it. Mm. Like, is this the craziest thing to do? Is this insane? But no one did. No one did. And pretty much to the person, people said, "I want to do that." Yeah, isn't that? What do you think that's about? I, you know, I think we're, I, I think we all have this, this wandering gene, mm-hmm. um, and and I think you know, so certainly I can speak. Um, I'm in my sixties, so I can speak to to people around my age. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's just pretty big transitions happening
0: for us, so I
1: think that's a normal time to make a quest.
0: Do you think it's part um, escapism too? I just, think so. Yeah, I
1: think so. But it's, it's kind of funny. Well, maybe, maybe it's just in in the ethos now too. Traveling is a big deal. People are traveling now. Mm-hmm. You know, going all kinds of places. That's that's just mm-hmm. yeah, uh, young people are. Taking a year off and going to Thailand or all kinds of things, and so, so I think that that builds up a kind of momentum that we a maybe collective energy, yeah, that we get caught up in. I want to do that too, but yeah. um, but yeah, that's it's funny to be told by your your thirty year old yard guy that he is envious of you. Yeah, said I'm really jealous. I want to do that.
0: So you haven't lived a traditional life or conventional life, whatever the mm. word is no that's just not been your thing so this is not really you've done a lot of different things in your life yeah. and this as you pointed out a wanderer an explorer yeah. i mean i love there's one picture of you in a t-shirt she who dares yes i want that
1: t-shirt uh-huh where did you get that i think i got it at tj maxx
0: really uh i i might have to get one made up yeah
1: because it's a i snagged that so fast it's yeah, fantastic. I, I might have lunged she in front of somebody dares. who was reaching for it. It's <laughs> like, "No, that's mine." <laughs>
0: wow, I mean, it is um, inspirational. Yeah,
1: because I was also terrified. Let me just say that I was okay. terrified. Okay, it's sort of like I'm watching myself take myself along this journey and mm-hmm. rent out my house and give away my stuff. And you know, I have very little in storage. When I go back, I've I've got just very little. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need much. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm learning. But but I was sort of terrified to think about getting out and just, you know, traveling on my own. And I remember oh, I started dreading because I knew um, I have a niece that lives in L.A. And I knew I was, you know, I had certain points along the way of, of places that I knew mm-hmm. I was going to be. And then I sort of made up the rest. And um, I think I was maybe... Visiting a friend in Lagrange, Texas, and I was already my anxiety. I was already starting to worry about how am I ever gonna get to California? That's absurd. How how will I ever do that? And how will I get to LA? And how am I gonna drive in that traffic? And then it was just you did it. You just do it. You just drive to the next place and then the next place. But um, but I was I was uh, I was kind of wired for sound the day that I uh, drove from, well, I left Sedona, and then I found a, um, an RV park just over the border that evening in California, and then um, the next day, drove into L.A. and got caught in traffic, and, my, uh-huh. and but I mean, I just did
0: it. You made it, and you're here to talk about it. I'm so- here
1: to talk about it, and I I actually, um, Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize that I had to befriend my anxiety so. And mm-hmm. that was, you know, I think because that served my my work. Mm-hmm. The, the work that I was in, it was good to be anxious and on top of stuff and anticipating. Mm-hmm. I sort of needed to. Um, and now it's a detriment. Yeah.
0: So I'm going easier on myself. In 10 years or whatever duration of time. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask that question. Okay. And I mean, When you look back... To this time back to this experience what do you think you'll remember the most hmm
1: I think I will remember the most um, that I that I began to find myself again mm. Um. I think I will remember that gradual unfolding of coming home to myself uh, on the road on the other side of the country. Go figure, you know. Um, but I've, part of what I wanted to know when I began is what am I made of? Can I do this? Um, and the answer is yes. Um, and it even really, I've been really am pretty jazzed about doing it and you know, stayed in um Eugene last night um and basically parked in front of my friend's house. Um and it's like, Well you can come in, there's a bed in here and you know, the dogs I wouldn't leave them alone, so um that would be they wouldn't like that very much and I would worry about them. But also it's like a little cocoon. Mm-hmm. It's um I pull all the shades and I just lock the doors and I have these little fairy lights I turn on and mm. and uh it's a little bit like you know when you were a kid and you used to make tents or forts tents or forts yeah. and you could hide out and um there's just that that sense of being with yourself oh. and feeling cozy and safe wow. yeah It sounds
0: lovely absolutely yeah. lovely you know, when I, I think when you started, I don't know if this was the very first blog post, The Trek, um, you opened it up, at least this blog post with this line. Here's the thing. I'm a 63-year-old former pastor, and I have lost my faith, mm-hmm. right? So that yeah. is yeah. huge, right? So that was your thing. That was yeah. your huge, along with all these other life experiences right. you know. Right, right you wanted to go find something right yeah Yeah. is it still there or what have you have you have you caught glimpses of it have you gotten closer to reclaiming your faith I you know I um
1: no and that's a good Mm. thing because what I realized I needed to do was was um you know there's no going back uh in the sense that, as I said, sort of those old systems didn't work anymore, and compared with the loss and um, just the the suffering um, and cruelty mm. that I was witnessing mm. um, when I worked at the domestic violence agency, um, and I, you know, for to be a, a former pastor and be saying, "Where are you, God? And are you even there anymore?" and it, so it was very freeing to drop all that. Um, and there's a, there's a, um, I'm, I'm going to get the century wrong, but mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe 14th century, maybe earlier than Meister Eckhart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mystic. And his prayer that I discovered um, was, I pray God that I may be rid of God. And so what, what he kind of meant about that was to let the, Maybe constricting parameters that we want you know to use that word and and put around something we can't even name mm. you know to try to name what's ineffable um, and so so i've I've just trusted you know when when you drop everything what's left and obviously I trusted that there's light left or I wouldn't chase it um and and so I'm coming up, I think, with new language. Um, love works pretty well. It it crosses all the cultures. It uh, you know it unifies all the traditions. Um, and and I think it's what we're here for. Um, so I, I feel pretty freed. Um, from needing to have a system, because I just feel beyond that. And, and uh, it's interesting, I remember in seminary reading um, a book, James Fowler, who I believe is a Methodist minister, wrote a book called um, The Stages of Faith. And he talked about, and I was in my 30s then, and I remember him talking about when people get into their older years, um their faith becomes more universal mm-hmm. and i remember thinking ah, i don't know about that and but but i understand now because you've been you've lived through so much um and you've known so many different people and you've had experiences with different traditions and you at least i'll i'm saying you i'll speak for myself but I, but i think there is something about being at this age and stage um you know i call myself an orphan um and and it's odd to say that in your 60s but it's it's pretty powerful transition when you're the the sort of next okay now now you're the seniors now now you're the the next wave and so i i think it's pretty good to be for me i'll claim it's pretty good to be freed up um and and there's a lot about my christian faith that i still value um, and, and and still think is very important and but I think it's the framework um, and I'm really interested in other traditions so I'm trying to do a lot of reading about um, I'm interested in Buddhism and um, a lot of intersections with uh, Christian mystics you know there's a a strong parallel, that sort of understanding of oneness mm-hmm. and unity, and so. And I, uh, just being an old lady and looking at the world, we need some unity. Mm. Yeah,
0: indeed. Yeah. I have one final question for yes, you. Yes. Yes. So you started this adventure, this journey, this epic odyssey of what have you, um, chasing the light. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that you're 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 getting closer to it? Have you captured it? released it? or uh, Where do you think you are in relation to that light you've been yeah. chasing? Well, pretty s- pretty quickly after
1: I started to, and felt the momentum build, you know, once I said, I'm going to do this, and I got the website locked up, and then, um, you know, began to search for the vehicle and rented out my house. And so it, it sort of gained a life of its own. Um, and sort of immediately, the light started chasing me. I had these these experiences of grace, um, with with people just you know reacting with kindness and love, and um, and instances where I just had to say, well, thank you, universe, <laughs> for that that flash of light. So, uh, yes, um, absolutely, and I'm I'm now. Um, you know, I had been talking to a friend along the way, and I said, "You know, I know the light is there, but I just can't hold on to it for myself." And um, I don't know. About a week ago, I I got a little gob smacked on the side of the head. It's like mm. you're not supposed to hold on to it. You're, you're supposed to pass along, and then you're supposed to replenish yours from others. I mean, that's how this is a this is a moving, living thing. It's not something for you to grasp and hold and store somewhere. It doesn't work like that. Uh, so that was that was sort of a a moment that I sat up and said, Oh <laughs> I am trainable maybe.
0: <laughs> Rebecca, thank you so much. This has been such a treat. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate the
1: opportunity and it's it's uh, it's been a delight. Thanks.
0: That was blogger and writer Rebecca Gamere. You can read about her entire journey by visiting her website, chasinglight-ajourney.com. Well, that's all the time I have for this episode of Broadband. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.